Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with Rebecca Thomas. Rebecca is the CEO of T&T Construction Management Group, a specialty concrete company that has served clients internationally for over 25 years. In this episode, she'll discuss her role and her journey as CEO of the company, give listeners advice on inspiring leadership, and encourage leaders to own the platform that God has given them. So lean in leaders, and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. I'm your host, Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, a.k.a. Iglesia Vertical in South Florida. We are one church, two languages. I'm your host right here on Avail, where we talk to amazing leaders. And can I just say, we never disappoint. We have amazing leaders. Today, we have the opportunity and the blessing to sit down with the one and the only Rebecca Thomas. Rebecca, we are honored to have you as a guest on the Avail podcast. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this and our conversation today. I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I I agree. I think that today's conversation is going to be uh, interesting. I think it's going to be fun. And, I, and the truth is, I always say that because I love the leaders that we that we get to talk with and share with and, and I, that I get to interview. Uh, I, before we jump in uh, to to your leadership journey as CEO of TNT Construction Management Group, uh, which which I'm excited to talk about. Uh, can you just share with our Vail audience a little bit about yourself? Okay, great. Um, well, obviously, my name is Rebecca Thomas. I'm a wife, a mother of four, and the CEO of TNT Construction Management Group, and unapologetically in that order. And uh, <laughs> really passionate about life. I'm really passionate about life and, and growth and people and just living out that calling that the Lord has given me. Yeah, you know the the and and we'll probably touch on this somewhere along the conversation. But uh, you are, as you said, you are a wife, you are a mother, you are a daughter of King Jesus, (laughs) and by the way, you are CEO of uh, TNT Construction Management Group. Can you can we let's start off there a little bit about your 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 leadership journey and uh, and and specifically with TNT becoming the CEO, kind of how was that process uh, and how was that journey of, of getting to where you are today? No, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, throughout life or different scenarios I've been in, you often take those behavioral profiles, right? Those kind of assessments as your person uh-huh. or your personality. And I think I've probably taken five or six of these profiles and it's always saying high driver, influencer, motivator, <laughs> captain, challenger. And at the bottom, it'll give you a list of, you know, what, what careers you would be good at. And mine always came out as executive, like a business executive of, of some sort. <laughs> and uh, I came on board Well, my husband started TNT uh, way back, I think the over 27 years ago, so maybe 96, something like that. And his college year, uh, his senior year of college, he had started TNT and he's a tradesman by, by training in the concrete masonry industry. And then he uh, is also an entrepreneur at heart. So he started that. So throughout our marriage, I would always be the sounding board, if you will. I participated in TNT mm-hmm. in different various roles, uh, 
back, I think my first job with them was in 2003, so prior to, to getting married. And um, in various different roles I participated, but ultimately I was a sounding board and there got to be a time in our life where he started asking me, this might've been about 2016, 2017, to come on board full time in an executive style role and help him with the organization. <laughs> And at that time, I was, like I said, I'm a mother of four, you know, that was a priority. And I was, I mm -hmm. was also on a board for another organization and I was a part of their finance and still am a part of their finance and audit committee. And we also have a nonprofit and we have a commercial uh, development company that I was running at the, at that time. So time-wise, I didn't have time. It just wasn't there. I would just remain the sounding board mm -hmm. for him. Well... There was a summer, I was out for a run. I want to say this was about 2017. I was out for a run in the summer and I very clearly heard the Lord say, get prayed up for the mantle I'm about to give you. And I knew exactly what mm. he was talking about. And my husband, a few months later, circled back again and said, you know, I'd really love for you to come on board and help me from the organization. And at that time I committed. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll come on board. I'll help. So I came in as the executive vice president in 2018 and went down on a granular level on how the organization was, was running. And I got really, my role was creating organizational structure and vision alignment and fiscal parameters for, for growth is really what my role was, was bringing the company along. Mm -hmm. Interesting enough though, uh, it, I think it was like the winter of 2018. So I'm trying to remember all these different dates. I also heard the Lord say that um, I was going to give birth to something new. He called me and equipped me and I was going to give birth to something new. And it was sure we were that toward, we were walking towards a Christmas party. I was in Florida with my husband, Christmas party for, for TNT. And I get a text from a friend, from, from a ministry friend of ours. And she texted me. She said, are you pregnant? And I'm like, no, there's no way I'm pregnant. We're done. We have four kids. I'm, I'm done. And she said, I had a dream about you last night. And I told him, I've got a text, uh, Rebecca and ask her, because in the dream, you were wearing a blue dress. Our company colors are blue and orange, by the way. You were wearing a blue dress. You were pushing a stroller and you were pregnant and you went and you sat down on concrete steps. And it was at that moment where it was a confirmation for me as to what the Lord was calling me to do in that I was going to give birth to something new. There was going to be a change at TNT and, and the change ended up becoming going from an owner operator model, right? Which is really a singular owner that that's driving an organization, yeah. all the different pieces to a corporation and a, a corporation that was going to be set up to grow right we sometimes we can only take things so far and then another leader steps in and takes it another right level, right um mm -hmm. and so what ended up happening was a little oh i don't know maybe a year later after my husband saw everything that was taking place in the organization and what we were doing had come back to me and said i i think it's time you, you take the reins and you take it to that, that mm. level. And that's really how that transfer happened. So it's kind of a unique story in a sense of how I ended up becoming the CEO of, of TNT and where we're at today. Now, we're still in this uh, growth phase. Going from owner-operator into a corporation is not an easy task. 
right? Right. It's not an easy task. It's a you're, it's a shared responsibility. You're kind of changing your approach. You're you're asking leaders to rise up within your organization, and um, yeah, that's a bit of the the story. The story of how I got to where I'm today. I think it's interesting because you probably before this, right? You, like you weren't thinking for years, maybe someday I'll be the CEO of TNT, right? Like it's, it's amazing how the Lord has a way of guiding us sometimes where we don't even know he's guiding us to. Uh, and I love, I love that about the story because sometimes we want to plan. We think we have all the plans ready and, uh, and surprise uh, it's not exactly maybe what we thought. I, I know that in my journey as yeah. well, there's been moments where <laughs> there's been moments where, where God led me wasn't exactly where I thought, you know, it was going to be, but then I realized this is exactly where I need to be. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, and so I guess as, as you, as you've shared a little bit about how you got to being CEO of TNT, what would you say is, is your favorite aspect about the company? Because obviously, um, you're leading, you're leading the charge. There's so many, I'm sure now at the size that the company's at, it, there's so many moving parts. What would you say is, is, is your favorite aspect of it? Uh, it's the people hands down. It's the people. I think as, as a business owner and, and as in my role as CEO and also being the business owner, it's, there is such an opportunity. I think it is such a blessing and it's such a gift to create an organization and grow an organization that creates jobs and it creates opportunity mm -hmm. for people to have careers, to provide for their family. I think anybody, anyone that's listening would say, mm -hmm. yeah, there's fulfillment in your role. I think God created us to work. Right. And, yep. and mm -hmm. having this position and being able to grow an organization to create jobs, to create opportunities for people excites me. And being able to be a steward of that, being able to steward the people, the Lord that the that the Lord has blessed us with in our organization, I love it. it it's it's fuel for me in taking care of these people that He's entrusted us with. I love that. You know, I, I think I think that there's a beautiful aspect, and some some people who have never maybe experienced that that high level leadership sometimes have never felt the weight of that. Uh, that what we do matters because yes. what we're doing is providing for families. It's providing for, for homes. Uh, and what a privilege that is. And I love the word you use stewarding. I think we are responsible for stewarding well, what God entrusts us. Um, I, I'm curious, I'm curious to hear kind of your, kind of your perspective, right? And this, I'm sure there's a little bit of self-reflection here. How has your leadership grown? Cause when you took over the company, um, I'm sure it was at a certain point. And where it is now, it's grown. It's it's not where it used to be. Right. But not only has the company grown, you've grown. And and when you self reflect a little bit on your leadership, uh, how have you grown as a leader? And you know, and what are you trying to continue to achieve and grow in as a leader? That is a great question. Um, how have I grown as a leader? Naturally, I am a learner. I love to learn. And what I don't know, I'm going to seek out to, to learn. But I'm going to start with this. Almost every single morning in my time with the Lord, I have always asked, please give me wisdom and please give me what's needed today to be the leader that you called me to be. And I have to start with that posture of humility because I'm telling you, I'm mm -hmm. way out of my comfort zone in 
being placed in the center of, of leading, leading this large group of people in this organization. And so I start with that piece, you know, Lord, give me, give me what's needed. You called me here. I remember that. Get prayed up for the mantle I'm about to give you. So you've called me here. So I know you'll equip me. That's your character. That's who you are. When you, when you call us into a position mm -hmm. of leadership, you'll give us what's required. But then there's an aspect of, okay, well, let me go find, find those mentors or let me read those, um, case studies, right? Let me, uh, I got involved I, in some different classes, essentially went back to school for four, for four years in executive management mm. and so on and so forth. And, um, really got in front of some great individuals that impacted me on their leadership style and skill. And I learned about the, how to develop your interpersonal skills and how to mm -hmm. increase your emotional EQ, if you will, in leading people, right? And, and inspiring them. There's a natural bent in me to want to motivate and encourage people to be the best that they can be. I have some of my team members, actually one of one of our senior leaders said, he calls what I have that Rebecca's endless mountain. They're always trying to scale Rebecca's endless mountain because if you, if you or my husband will say, she'll move the push-up bar, you know, or the pull-up bar a bit further for you to get, because she always wants you to grow, but it's the same pressure I put on myself. I want to grow as a leader, right? So, so you're seeking out those that have gone before you and, and you're asking yourself those hard questions. What's working? What's not working? Can I have crucial conversations? You know, that was another one yep. for me is being able to, to deliver a crucial conversation uh, someone told me one time, you have the ability to slap someone's hand and them not knowing their hand just got slapped, but they want to get better. And I thought that's a win, right? Being able to have mm -hmm. a, a crucial conversation to help people improve, um, but not hurt their person, right? Not hurt their, their, um, them as an individual that to, to, uh, to draw out from them, if you will, the ability to want to learn themselves. And I had someone tell me the best way to grow or grow a team is, is for your team to watch you yourself grow. It's, it's very humbling, right? As a CEO, we don't know yep. everything. We, we don't, we don't, we don't know everything. We have the vision, the idea, right? The, the wanting to create alignment and move forward, but we don't know everything. And when you're leading a team that sees that desire from you to learn and grow as well, it's inspiring to them. Mm. They want to improve. They want to grow. And I've seen that in, in our team. I've seen that in our, our, our people at TNT, just the, amount of growth, the unlocking that's happening with inside of them um, to become better at their craft or better at their interpersonal skills or, you know, just going from, I mean, in all sincerity, there's a generation of individuals coming in that do not know how to have face-to-face -face conversations or crucial conversations. Yep. They're stuck on texting or emails and um, we're having to coach that. We're having to coach those interpersonal skills on, on how to communicate face-to-face -face and have crucial conversations with, with clients or coworkers, if you will. So um, it started with me. Yeah, it started with me growing as a leader. And I'm definitely not who I was four or five years ago um, as a leader. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? 
Avail is proud to announce that for a limited time, you can get over $273 worth of leadership resources in the Avail Plus box for just $10 in shipping. Inside the Avail Plus box, you'll find leadership books, study guides, magazines, and other content that we know will equip you with everything you need to inspire, motivate, and guide your team to success. Stop putting off your leadership growth on the back burner and start investing in becoming the leader you were made to be. Learn practical strategies, knowledge, and leadership tools curated by some of the industry's leading experts. Take the first step in your leadership growth. Purchase your Avail Plus box today before they're all gone by visiting availbox.com. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hearing in what you're saying. I'm hearing con- how you've grown in your leadership, continuous learning. I'm hearing uh, finding mentors. I'm hearing, uh, you know, studying, right? Going to school, case studies, uh, developing your skills with your people skills, um, having crucial conversations, having hard conversations sometimes, coaching others, mm-hmm. right? This is part of the journey. This is, I'm sure that some of these things kind of naturally began to strengthen others. Maybe you were intentional, mm-hmm. but but I find that when you're in it, when you're in the grind of leading, you just start to grow. Now, you didn't mention this, but but I I want to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's valuable. It might not be this. This is actually, I think it's a little bit of a hot topic sometimes in church leadership, but I, I think in the marketplace, it might come up as well. Um, women in leadership, right? The fact, the fact that you are, you are the CEO and you're a woman. Right. We all know that, that, that the qualification for somebody in a role isn't based on what gender they are, but uh, some cultures have challenges with that. Some industries might have challenges with that. You know, I'm not a, an expert in the construction industry, but my assumption would be that there's a lot of men yes. leading in the construction yes, industry. Right. And, and you're a woman leading. You know, was that a challenge for you? Like on a personal level, was that a challenge, uh, uh, you, you know, or do you think it was a challenge for anybody in the process? I, I know this is a kind of an unscripted yeah. question, but I think... I think that sometimes uh, for some people, it's a bigger deal than for others. And and even for, I wonder for you, did, did, was it ever even a thought or, or just, you just kept moving forward? You know, that that's a really, that's a really interesting question. That's a good question. And I'm actually pausing to reflect. Um, yeah. I'm not, it, it is kind of funny, but in, for my husband and I, they'll say he's way more the emotional one and I'm not, I'm very facts and I'm very like keep yourself in line and, and truly the only time they ever cry is, is really it's the holy movement of the Holy Spirit. You know, that's that's what'll drive uh-huh. the, the tears. But um I never really thought about it. I never really thought that the fact mm. of being being a woman would be a hindrance in my role or a hindrance in my career. And and interesting enough, my peer group that I belong to, which is CEOs and, and presidents of large corporations, they're all men. I'm, I'm the only one, but and it never faces me. Like I'm the only woman that that's sitting there. Um, mm. But I do know that it is an issue within our industry. And when I mean issue, you know, construction is the largest employer nationwide, right? The construction industry. And predominantly it's male. And so for women to break into this industry isn't the easiest thing to do. I'll up to be honest. Um and maybe I want to be a bit of a disruptor in my role because, and give those opportunities for those 
um, moms, those wives, the single moms to have an opportunity if, if there's a desire in the construction industry. I know we have mm. our first all-female-led project management team that's working on one of our projects in Florida. And that excites me, you know, as, as giving those opportunities. Um, but definitely mm. is, is a valuable, it's a valuable thing to discuss. Now, I will say this. One thing that I've learned in the process is diversity of thought is so important. And diversity of thought mm. is when you can bring a woman into the room with, with men and be able to have good conversation around topics or issues or whatever the case may be and come out aligned to a central vision, that's powerful. There, there is power yeah. in bringing them together. And so maybe that's a bit of, like for myself, I never thought about that. Again, I grew up in a family of, of entrepreneurs, you know, male dominated. Mm -hmm. I also grew up in a Mennonite family. That's a story for another day. <laughs> but um, there, I never felt undervalued as a, as a female or my offering. If, if anything, it was. And, and I don't, and I think I would encourage any woman, don't, don't dismiss yourself because of that. If you look back at Christ and you look at who he showed himself to and who he mm -hmm. brought into his, his ministry, his business, if you will, it was women, mm -hmm. you know, ele elevating them. And, and I think it's, you know, own the space that God gave you, own the platform the Lord gave you and own it wholeheartedly and, and unapologetically. He put you in, in the spot and you're doing it unto him and no one else love i love what you're saying and the, the truth is rebecca that there are some spaces uh, even in the church world where uh, women in leadership is 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 kind of not accepted and in, in, in some circles and yeah. so i love i love the fact that even when i even when i think construction it wouldn't be my first instinct um but i love the fact that god chooses who he chooses and uh exactly. and, and i also love that that you have been comfortable in your own skin maybe your maybe the family you grew up in was a kind of a good, uh, kind of embraced and, and, you know, encouraged right. you in that. But I think it's important what you're saying. Uh, not everybody has ever, ha there, there are probably some women listening into this podcast uh, that this is encouraging, that they need to hear that. They need to hear, you know, own the space and own the platform that God has given you. I think there's something, I think there's something there as well um, that your, your voice needs to be heard. I, I think people need to be encouraged yeah. by that because um, it, it took a little bit of confirmation from the Lord but once you were clear, um, it sounds like you, once you were clear, you just, you had no hesitation. Would that be safe to say? Yeah. Yeah. That would be safe to say. I think once I had that confirmation from the Lord that, yes, this is, this is what I'm calling you to. This is where I want you to go. And I want you to lead. Um, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to own that space. That's, that's what you have. That's what you have for me. I'm going to do my part, right? And, and mm -hmm. work out. And it's, you know, that I haven't experienced it yet in my seat, if you will, the issue of me mm -hmm. being a female. If anything, it's been a benefit to, to our team, right? It's a fresh set of eyes, a fresh yeah. set of vision. And um, I love, I mean, my, our CFO is a female. Love it. You know, and, and our human resource manager, a female. And so definitely, and I see them owning their space. You know, this is that mm. calling and this is where the Lord's put them and, and they're going to do it as unto the Lord and do it to the best of their ability. And um, yeah, I think after that's what mattered. After I got that confirmation from the Lord, that's what mattered. Yeah. I do this. 
I like that. So uh, one of the big responsibilities that any leader has, whether it's a corporation, an organization, a church, right, is inspiring your team, inspiring the people that you lead. Um, can you maybe unpack some things that have helped you? Maybe some tips. Uh, maybe there's people leaning in right now that could really use some advice on how how do you inspire the people you lead effectively? That's a great question. First of all, you need to know your why. You need to know why you're doing what you're doing or why you're leading where you're leading or why you're on the platform you're on. And then you need to create a really clear vision that aligns to that why. So it's something that people you're leading can get aligned to. They, they can come around and that's what, I mean, speaking from the personal experience with TNT, when I came out with, this was our go forward plan and this is where we were going. And this is our vision, our mission. This is our, our core values. Um, this is our plan. I saw people starting to align to it. They got excited. You know, my job as CEO is organizational structure and, and, remain solvent, right? Fiscal responsibility, but it's also to motivate and influence an organization to drive towards the goals that you're setting. And so what I have found is when you desire, truly desire to unlock the gifts that lie within each of us, God created gifts, right? That are in each of us. And you desire as a leader to unlock those that you are serving. You're going to see them grow. I mean, I've seen it in my own industry. I've seen it in our in TNT. I have one particular leader that I could see that he he uh, there was things inside of him that had not yet come out that had leadership capabilities. And we did provide coaching. Mm. That's one thing I did I did bring in over this last year and a half is provided coaching for our leaders. I think that's important too. Um, but I saw them locking him one day, like the light bulb went off. And he got excited. And I think as a leader to inspire, you need to know your why. And then you need to have that clear vision. And then you need to foster, foster those gifts and talents in them, you know, to grow. And, and I'll add this, this statement was made to me by an executive advisor um, that I have been working with. And he said to me one day, he's like, Rebecca, remain, suspend judgment and remain curious. Curiosity. Mm drives innovation and you want more voices in the room and you, and you want them to be heard. And I found as I started to become more curious about our people and more curious about their ideas and more, even, even though I already knew the answer and I had to wait, you know, the four month process for them to get there. The fact that I was encouraging them, encouraging that out of them was, Mm. An inspiration to them. They had value. They had something to bring to the table. Mm. It, it, it helped them come alongside of like, hey, this is our vision. This is where we're going. But it really starts with your why. And if your why is selfish, you're going to have a really hard time inspiring other people to follow you. True. Truly. That's good. That's good. I love it. I love when I hear when I hear you talk about your role in your leadership, Rebecca, I can really hear a leader um, that has grown, you know, and, and, and it seems like you, and, and, and by the way, it seems like you have a desire to continue growing. And I love that because yeah. I think that's what leaders yeah. do. 
Um, I, I'm curious here, and it's gonna. This is gonna require you to be a little bit uh, vulnerable. Uh, which, which is this: no leader is no leader is perfect, right? right? We make mistakes right. along the journey. Yeah. And as you look back on your leadership journey, can you give an example? I love this question because we all have stories, right? Can you think of a time in your leadership where maybe? Where maybe you didn't make the best decision, or maybe, or maybe you would look look back at it as that could be a leadership fail that of mine in the early on, or that wasn't the best way of of maybe handling uh, the situation or the person. Because sometimes employees can be difficult, right? Or you know, maybe a time where you felt I don't know what to do, <laughs> I don't know what to do, and then later you felt, oh, I wish I would have known this, you know? Because I know uh, as right. a pastor, and then as leading the staff, you know, I, I know that early on, uh, I may have responded or reacted in a certain way that later I look back and said, Oh, that was not the best way to, to deal with the situation, to respond to the person in the moment. Uh, can you think of anything like that in your leadership journey where, where you was like, man, I kind of messed up here and I learned from it. So I, yes, I think I have numerous stories of, and, and I'm one that <laughs> in full transparency, you know, I, there's edits. There's edits in life that we have to make, right? That didn't work. We're pivoting and we're going. I, I, I tend to not use the word fail, right? I say there's an edit. I make an edit. And, and that. so interesting enough, some of our greatest strengths can be our weaknesses if they're not bridled effectively. Mm. And one of my mm -hmm. greatest strengths is change. I can handle rapid change fast. And I can adjust and pivot quickly. Like if that's a hurdle, we're going to figure out how to get over it. We're going to go under it, around it. And my dad used to say this growing up. She knows no bounds. She knows no hurdles. If she set her mind on something, you're going to do it. She will find a way uh -huh. to get there. And my husband will joke, I don't, you can change anything, anytime. And just don't change me. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm going to off limits. <laughs> well, coming in as a leader... When you do not have a bridle on your desire for change and you are leading people that change is like nails on a chalkboard to them, mm -hmm. it can cause huge problems. And I had, mm -hmm. you know, my first year, I want to say within my first year, it was a lesson I learned really quick when I had one of the leaders came into my office and, and said, I, I, I'm saying this very respectfully. And everyone knows that I am willing, I want to hear, right? I'm not, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really good with constructive criticism. It's not, not an issue yeah. or it, there's, you know, I want you to be able to speak freely, respectfully, but freely, but he came into my office and, and he said, Rebecca, uh, the, the, we can't handle all this change. I mean, one day it's this, the next day it's that, then you want to go do this. We don't know what are we supposed to do first? Are we over here? Are we over there? And I could see how it was starting to affect the departments in, they weren't sure like today, are we doing this? Are we going to do that? Or I'm, I'm doing an about face that a company, it's like a big ship, right? And, and the little rudder is turning and it takes forever for those huge barges to turn. But I was operating mm -hmm. barge as if I was a cigarette boat that was going to make like the big quick turn really fast or a trick boat or what have you. Mm -hmm. And I really was um, essentially damaging the ship in my mm. rapid change. And I, and I had to learn to slow down. Change was still good, but I had mm -hmm. to learn 
to bridle it and what in, in small doses and what could change or really think through how would this change affect um you know multiple layers down down the organization and it's it's one of those where as, as i said earlier on we were going from that owner operator uh, design of the organization into a corporate structure that alone has changed and there's so many aspects of the company that changed we had a lot of turnover at the time a lot of restructuring was going on and i had to learn as a leader how to filter that change appropriately i'm sure even as a pastor or any leadership in church mm-hmm. you've got a lot of people looking at you and when you do an about face really fast it can, it can <laughs> have some disrupting right effects and uh so yeah i learned the hard way Still, still drive for a lot of change, but I've learned how to filter it, filter it better. That's a very good example, and uh, um, and I and I relate because I have learned as a, as a lead leader, I have learned to embrace change and to make bold moves. <laughs> but I've also learned that not everybody is as excited to do that exactly. <laughs> as often. <laughs> so, so, so here's here's another interesting question, and after this, I'd love to. Uh, let people know how they can connect with you, learn more about TNT and maybe learn, you know, uh, connect with you and your leadership. Uh, um, if you, can you remind me the year when you became CEO? Uh, I think it was, what are we in? 2000, I think it was 2022. I stepped in. Okay. And, and then the first role you took with the company was in what year? The first role I came in as a project or accounts payable at the time. I think I came in at 2013, maybe 2001. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's say somewhere in between 2003 um, and 2022, somewhere in the middle there, maybe maybe in the teens, and you were able to speak to your younger self saying, hey, in a few years, you're going to become the CEO of TNT. <laughs> what advice What advice would you give yourself in preparation for that transition and role on a leadership uh, perspective? Boy, that is a great question. What advice would I give myself? Uh, and, 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 I'll, and I'll, I'll add this. There are people listening into this podcast or watching it who are approaching that type of transition in their leadership or who are approaching uh, stepping into a, a big responsibility leadership role, whether it's now in the near future or maybe already did. And so your advice to your younger self is kind of like your advice to to a lot of us, right, that are listening and saying, hey, we might be stepping into a role like that. Uh, so what would you say from from your experience and where you are now would be the advice you would give yourself? I would say don't ever underestimate the gifts that the Lord has given you. And That's don't good. underestimate the calling that he has on your life, even if it's delayed, in your opinion. Even if it's down the road. Like I said earlier on, there was this desire to want to be able to uh, speak and encourage and mentor. And it was within the church, but it wasn't where the Lord was going to use that platform for me. And I've waited and waited and waited. And, and now I'm here in a business world 
in in the role that I'm in, and the Lord has now elevated to this platform to be able to speak on different levels of leadership or business or entrepreneurs or, or things like mm. that. And so I look at myself and back then, and I'd say, don't underestimate what the Lord's put in you, and learn. Don't wait until you're you're elevated into these seats. Learn now. It starts now. It starts those those small baby steps, right? It starts with diving into God's word and really knowing his character and who he is and knowing the gifts that he's placed in you and refining them and defining them, but not to give up. Don't 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 give up hope because it's down the road. It'll happen one day and you can prepare yourself for that. So if I, I would say that to myself, it's there, it'll happen. So start preparing now. Start for preparing for what's going to to come. Ooh, I like that. This is what I heard. Don't underestimate God's calling and giftings in your life. I heard don't lose hope or don't get impatient right. if it's apparently delayed. And don't wait to prepare yourself and get equipped. Start working on yourself now Yeah. before you have the title and the promotion. I like that. Wisdom, yeah. drop the mic, hashtag Rebecca <laughs> okay. Thomas. I love it. I love it. Uh, Rebecca, this has been awesome. Uh, I would love uh, for you to share if if people want to connect with you and, and learn more about you or even the company. Where can yeah. they go? They can find me on LinkedIn uh, would, would be a spot. They can find me on LinkedIn. And also the company website is tttcon, T-T-C-O-N.com. They can find more there too. Excellent. I also want to mention to all of our Avail audience, our Avail journal, which is a leadership magazine, predominantly a Christian leadership magazine. I love this magazine. It comes out quarterly. It has some of the best leadership content I've seen out there. Uh, so leaders, whether you're in leadership in ministry or your leadership in the marketplace, the Avail journal, this is good for you. This is good for you. Go to availjournal.com and try our free trial subscription on us so you can get a taste of it. Uh, Rebecca, I think you've held one of these in your hands before, right? I have. Yeah. Love it. It's a great, great magazine. really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's important as leaders to have good resources, availjournal.com. So you can uh, get a free trial subscription if you're not already on it. Um, I'd love to hear a final thought, a final nugget, a final encouragement. What's on your heart? What do you want to leave on leaders' hearts as we finish up this conversation, Rebecca? I would say, you know, God has given us platforms ultimately to use for his glory and to approach your leadership with a servant mindset. And that you lead, you know, you lead those that, that you've been entrusted with well, serve them well. And uh, ultimately you're serving the Lord. Woo, I love it. Approach leadership with a servant heart. Um, great advice, Rebecca. I love that we have this conversation and I love that God has called you to lead in a, in a very strategic and special uh, role and position in your company. Uh, and I love that you were able to share this with our Avail audience. I think there's probably a lot of leaders out there that are not only relating to you, but also leaning in and gleaning from your experience, your wisdom, your gifting, and your calling. So uh, on behalf of the Avail team, uh, our co-founders, Dr. Sam Chand, Martin Van Tilborg, we just want to say we're proud of you. Uh, we honor you and we pray that the Lord would continue to use you to impact so many lives. You're doing a great job, Rebecca. 
Thank you so much. It was great to be with you today. I really appreciate it. Yes. I hope you've been encouraged, everybody, by this conversation with Rebecca Thomas. What an awesome leader doing amazing things where God has called her to be. Hey, on behalf of Avail Podcast, my name is Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, your host for these fresh, hot fire podcasts on leadership that come out every Tuesday. Lean in to everything we have. Also visit The Art of Leadership for more resources from us, theartofleadership.com. We love you. We'll catch you next time right here on The Avail Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Avail Podcast with our guest, Rebecca Thomas. You can find out more about Rebecca on LinkedIn or by going to ttcon.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free trial subscription of The Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail Podcast host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Podcast.